Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. But you know what? It's more than that. We want to help you thrive in the midst of today's cancel culture. Our goal is to raise up workplace warriors who will stand for what they believe in, whatever the cost. You can find out more by visiting expertownership.com. But without further ado, here we go. I've been really, really feeling it. Got a bus to move on, show. Let me get it. Welcome back to the Expert Ownership Podcast. I'm David, and I have my evil twin brother, Jason, with me, and our master coach, CEO of Expert Ownership, Eric Beck. He's, he's no stranger to the podcast. No, he's not. Everybody he's, likes him better than us anyway. <laughs> he's, Obi, he's either Obi-Wan Kenobi or Yoda. But here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about turning tension into trust. We just did a webinar on this, and it was fantastic. And some of the things we covered, I said, Eric, we've got to do this on our podcast. But before yeah. we even get there, I just want to say one thing, because Christian Healthcare Ministries is our number one partner. We absolutely love them. And they're not just a partner on this podcast. And for expert ownership, they're a partner with our families for almost 20 years, Christian Health Sharing Ministries. They have done a fantastic job for us and helped us. Not only are we not bound by massive premiums every single month that would burden down our families and our companies. Uh, but we uh, have been involved with, they have helped us with our health sharing uh, for many things, including ICU visits, which thank God we're past all of those, including children, including broken bones, including knee surgeries, and the whole nine yards. They are awesome. So Expertownership.com forward slash CHM They're amazing. to learn more. But now we are in the context of launching faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. And so David and I, Eric, uh, our other partners, Larry, you've heard him on the podcast as well. We are passionate about helping you as a faith-filled entrepreneur to crush it in business. That's why we wanted to talk today with Eric about that topic, turning tension into trust. Eric, we are, uh, we're in the marketplace, all of us, whether we own a company or whether we're actually working in a company or a school teacher or whatever we may be, we're marketplace Christians and there's plenty of tension to go around. Talk to us. <laughs> there is, there is. Um, I think the basics here really have to do with, um, I guess, our philosophy of struggle. You know, I've, a lot of people think of heaven as a place to go where there's no struggle and no work and no nothing, and you just kind of hang out and have a vacation. And, and if that's kind of your worldview, then it actually affects how you live. You know, because if we view work as a curse, as a result of sin, um, then we're going to have a, a very skewed approach to when we meet challenges. You know, um, I think that what what we're supposed to do is that we're we're supposed to work because it's worship, but we're also supposed to work because facing those obstacles is what makes us stronger. You know, and sometimes we have this uh, over spiritualized version of things, which is like, "Wow, this is hard. I must be uh, being attacked by the enemy," or <laughs> you know, or maybe like I had this one where a client said, "Yeah, I've just had all this spiritual warfare today," and I said, "Man, you know what happened?" And they said, well, you know, like the fax machine wouldn't work. I, I couldn't find a parking spot for like 10 minutes. And, uh, you know, I spilled water on myself. And <laughs> oh, yeah, big deal, big deal. Right? And, you know, it's like, hey, you know, sometimes um, we just kind of get turned around there. So for me, I think um, a good way to, to frame this is to say, when you have struggles in your life, when you have tension, how can you transform that into something that is positive? In other words, when David saw Goliath, 
you know, how is he prepared and able to to deal with that and, um, and, and see that differently or even Jesus seeing the cross or, you know, any other situation like that? You know, how do we see those challenges in life? A lot of times they're pretty crushing. You know, they're pretty daunting and we can tend to kind of go the other way. And that's, you know, Eric, it's interesting. Before you keep moving forward, I just want to jump in real quick. We said in our book, more is accomplished in the pain cave than the comfort zone. Oh, right. It's, it's, it's strength comes through strain. Now you've dropped a lot of weight in the last several years, 75, 80 pounds. And now you're running Spartan races, your black belt, in karate, and I mean, we can't th- th- take our eyes off. You. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> when we're in the hot tub, we are jealous. No, it's like, but 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 it that was not easy. No, but you had to go through the pain cave in order to accomplish what you wanted to accomplish, and that is life, and that is actually a good thing if you think about a caterpillar going into the cocoon, and then exactly. it breaks out and becomes a butterfly. If you cut that cocoon open too early, and you right. don't allow that struggle, yep then it will never become as beautiful a butterfly as it is intended to become. And that's exactly how God wants us to view tension. Well, you know, that's if we're going to take off and fly, right? Like to use that analogy, if we're really going to reach our full potential, um, you're right. It's going to have to be uh, growth by the things that we suffer. And this is not a message, right, that people are like, oh, this is great. I'm so excited about it. But you can be, though. So if you're hearing this and you're thinking, okay, these guys are just saying it's going to be suffering and pain, and that's the only way. That is what we're saying. <laughs> that is what we're saying. <laughs> but the, the silver lining to that is that we're more than conquerors. You know, we're, we're strong enough for this battle. Um, so uh, just to stay with that analogy, uh, turning tension into trust. So tension, if we view it correctly, we move tension from being a threat to being a challenge. Mm. Now, this sounds easy. Um, but but in, in the cases where we're really going to get worked out, it is not easy. So let's say that you had a trauma in childhood and you had a situation that happened. Um, and then anything that goes on forward in your life that triggers that same sort of emotional memory is really, really hard for you. And it could be easy for other people. But for you, you're like, oh, man, that one really cuts deep. The reason that that is happening is because in that area, we haven't yet gained the strength to really come around and understand, okay, what was that dynamic? What was really happening there? And how can I get healed? And how can I get stronger? And one of the ways of getting stronger in those areas is to incrementally take what was meant for harm and transform it into good. And here's what I mean by that, guys. Imagine this. If we do not transform our pain, we will transmit it. Oh, oh, geez. Say that again. Say it again. How many people have we seen who've had a very bad thing happen in their life and now all they're doing because they've not worked out on that and they just run from it or try to hide it, they just transmit it. So they were beat up by their dad when they were a kid or they were you know, excluded by some, you know, some situation or they uh, were, were oppressed in one way or the other. And that is a true legitimate pain, right? It's absolutely an injustice. But because they've nursed the wound Instead of healing it, what we're saying is instead of working out on that wound, instead of lifting those, you know, those heavy weights, what they're now doing is they're transmitting that pain. So they Mm -hmm. were hurt and they're now hurting others. And again, I had to write that down. That is so good. If you do not transform your your pain, pain, you will transmit it. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. So that's good. What, G- what, did, what did Jesus do? So Jesus, we, we could say nobody suffered at the level that he suffered at. And obviously we don't just mean physically, but spiritually and in all those ways, cosmically, right? This, this picture of this guy getting tortured to death, um, absolutely falsely accused to think of, you know, feeling abandoned by his own father. Think of all of those wounds that are there right now. He gives us the example of, I'm going to take that tension this hor- I mean, he was sweating blood, we're told, right? This horrible tension. And he's going to transform it into mm. what we can put our trust in. And really, wow. I think in some ways, that's one of the greatest messages there. And so if, if that is there for us to see this horrible situation where, where you have a, a, a terrible thing happen, but yet it gets transformed into the most powerful thing uh, from my own life, you were mentioning earlier losing, some, you know, weight, and uh, that that was certainly a difficult uh, journey for me. You know, to kind of get back to to being in shape, to get back to uh, really a good stewardship. You know, because that's really what it was about for me. It's not about you know a vanity or this thing or that. You know, I want everybody hearing this to just hear. It's like you know, your body's the first thing that that you're given to steward. You know, and so having a great relationship with it is a great point of stewardship. So mm. moving from that, though, every day in life, we, we come into our business and we have a challenge. OK, so there's tension there. And so if I approach that and say, no, that's a threat, then that means there's something unhealed in me from the past. So right. you guys right now listening to this, I just want you to ask yourself when you've been truly triggered in the last week, just see if that's not echoing something from earlier on. Uh, yeah. betrayal now, now walk us through, how do you see that? Like, well, like what, what would you do? Okay, you've been triggered in business or you had a, a blow up with a boss or an employee yeah. or a vendor or a contractor or you punched a wall or maybe it wasn't yeah. anger. Maybe it <laughs> right, was, right. you know, you were heartbroken or something. Yeah. Right. What, what do you advise business owners to do or marketplace Christians to do? Go get a loan first thing in the morning or go out to the car, go take a walk. What, what specifically yeah. do you advise? Well, I think one of the best skills we can all develop as leaders is self-awareness, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I love the verse, you know, be still and know that I'm God. You know, that stillness is what brings the awareness, you know, be still and know that I'm God, not read yeah. a bunch and do a bunch and go here and do this and be, get more distracted and more, frankly, more anxious. And, and like you said, if it's in the morning quiet time or if it's listening prayer or it's just singing or it's it's walking and just being with God, you know, it's interesting um, in our, our retreat coming up in Miami, we're going to do some outside physical activity. And it's funny because the, the very, why I'm so excited about it is because the very first thing we're told that God does with human beings is that he walks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty profound to think that we even describe our faith as our walk with the Lord, right? So that, that physical component really does help bring us back to our center. And I think when we're centered, we see things more clearly. So uh-huh. that's a good start. The other thing I think is a good indication, and I'm sure, you know, everybody listening to this has had it, is if you find yourself overreacting, to just go, that's interesting, like, well, look at that, and to get a little curious, like, what is that coming from? Is this really proportional to the situation? And usually when you see yourself or other people overreacting, what you'll tend to notice is that it's coming from something that is not in that situation. And so what is that something? This is in the therapy session, but, but going back and saying, hey, do I have any unforgiveness? Do I have any unhealed wounds? And if I do, then you can be certain that you will keep transmitting them. Guys, unforgiveness is not optional because if you don't transform that pain, that wound, 
you will keep transmitting it to the people you love. It will be unconscious, but it will come out over and over and over again. So another and it, and, and Eric, can I just say this sorry, real quick? Sorry, sorry. Uh, and what you're saying is, in order to transform your pain so that you don't transmit it, one of the first ways to do that is to look at tension not as a threat but as a challenge. A challenge. Okay, so that that would be like exactly. a mindset shift. Exactly right. And, so start and, there, and then you move on. And you got to practice it. That's exactly right, Jason. You you got to practice it because it's not easy. You know, some things are going to pop up and you're going to go right into kind of aggressive mode or or for some people, you know, really passive mode. And so I want to make sure everybody realizes that when we're encountering tension as a threat, it's not always um, visible as anger or aggression. It can be retreat. You know, if you're a business owner and you kind of let your employees walk all over you and they tell you when they're going to work and they tell you what they're going to do. And you're basically trying to be super friend, happy guy and make everybody happy all the time. That is also a pretty good indication of a wound because you're not establishing your own boundaries. You know, and, mm. and when we don't establish our own boundaries, it's again, generally because we were taught doing that, you know, was bad for a relationship or we were punished or ostracized for some reason. So just remember, um, you know, like, hey, I'm not an angry guy and I'm, I'm really nice and and I don't have any wounds. I don't know about that because a healthy person, right, has those boundaries and can say, hey, wait a minute, that's not OK. You know, so if that feels scary for you to do, there's probably some work there. Okay, so challenge versus threat is is the mindset shift for sure to say, hey, this is a challenge. This is an opportunity for me to work out. And apparently there's some more working out to do on this. And it's not styrofoam weights. It's legit weights. You know what I mean? So that's how I'm going to get stronger. Now, we're thinking about like at work. So I'm in a situation, let's say, and uh, let's say a customer just makes a really, really unreasonable demand. And your first response is to to placate and go, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm sure we did something wrong. How can we make this right? And you feel this energy that is a little bit of a panic energy. That's a great indication. Hey, wait a minute. Maybe we did do something wrong here and maybe we do need to make it right, you know, for our customer, but also what's going on. And that's where I feel like our, our moment by moment conversation with God has always got to be there. Cause you've got to be asking the question, God, what are you doing right now? What are you doing right now? John 5. I, I'm always working where I see the father working. He always tells me where he's working. He, he's involving me in what he's doing. And so if he's my coach, he's my trainer, he's the one who's helping me on this spiritual workout, right? Not, not work as the result of just disobedience and sin, but also work and struggle as obstacles make me stronger. You know, mm. you mentioned the Spartan races, right? Could you imagine? Well, the first Spartan race I ever did was like in the military, right? In basic training. So a um, little bit more intense than a Spartan race. Uh, but, yeah. but, but can you imagine if I was supposed to climb over one of those big wooden walls? And, um, you know, it's like 14 feet, pretty tough to do. You got to do it with a buddy. Uh, you know, people are screaming and yelling and blah, blah, blah. Could you imagine, though, if I got a chainsaw and I just sawed that wall down? And then it fell over and then I just stepped over it and looked over at my drill sergeant and was like, hey, right? I see I accomplished it. See, that was to completely not understand the purpose of the obstacle. And, mm. and see, it's not a threat that I need to attack and I don't need to run away from it. And I don't need to, quote, cheat. What I need to do is the workout. And That's I good. think asking that question, God, what are you doing right now? A lot of times he's going to say, Eric, <laughs> Jason, David, I'm working you. And you're like, yeah. oh, 
okay then, right? Yeah. And so it's like, okay, we're going to do a few more push-ups or we're going to do this. The thing that's not really fun about this is that we don't always get advanced warning <laughs> that yeah. the workout is coming. And it's also the case that as we get older and more mature, we are just better at more things. And so yep. sometimes the difficult things can be pretty surprising. So Eric, I would just ask you this. Now we've got the mindset. We see that it, it, it's a it's a challenge. This obstacle is good. It's meant for our good. We can trust Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to His purpose. In other words, God works His purposes in our lives through all things, which means, especially when there's tension. What are some very practical ways now that when you have the mindset right, and now you've been self-aware... And you can identify the things in your own life. Now you need to go and deal with the tension practically in the marketplace. What are some practical steps? Yeah, well, like I said before, uh, just be mindful of what your tendency is. So think of it in three ways. You've got passive, which is when I face the, the, the challenge, but I interpret it as a threat. I go passive, I retreat, I go silent, I lose my batteries. Okay, that's one thing, right? You have, on the other hand, aggressive which is when I perceive the challenge as a threat, I attack, I blame, I get loud, all those sorts of things. That's, that's on the other end. But right in the middle is the sweet spot, which I call assertive. So I'm mm. not going to retreat, but I'm not going to attack. I'm going to hold my ground. Um, and, and being assertive means, okay, I've got a good stance. I've got my feet underneath me. I'm balanced left to right, front to back, and I'm ready to engage this with the mindset, like you said, of, okay, I know this is for good. I can say in my mind even, okay, good. Even if the rest of me is like, this is terrible. Inside, I'm like, nope, in faith, I'm going to say, good. This is going to be a great workout. Now, when I face that problem, here's what I want everybody to think. Is this either the result of a missing system or a broken system? Mm. Because if we view our businesses like, oh, my people are so such a headache and my customers and I'm always having problems at work, then what you're doing um, unconsciously is you're shifting into what we call a Pharaoh worldview. And a Pharaoh worldview just means I'm using the world's tools. I'm using ungodly tools in a way to try to create a righteous result. And, and it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It and for those who wonder real quick on Pharaoh, he was the ruler of Egypt during yeah. the time of Israel's kept slavery. People, yeah, kept people enslaved. Yeah, so think of him as like the head, the head slave driver. And I think in the marketplace in particular, we encounter him. So just if you're hearing this right now, I want you to ask yourself, do you feel like a slave? Do you feel like a slave to time? Do you feel like a slave to money? Do you feel like a slave to performance? Because anytime we have that slaving energy, that's Pharaoh. You know that you can identify that in your mind is that's Pharaoh. He's cracking that whip. So we don't want to use his tools. We don't want to do it his way. We want to do it God's way. And so we're not going to be passive. We're not going to be ag aggressive. What we're going to be is right righteous. What we're going to be is assertive. And when we're righteous and we're assertive, we can see clearly and we can go, okay, what is important now? And this is this wonderful little acronym I got from the Navy SEALs um, that they teach you in emergency situations, right? What's important now? So I'm in a building, it's on fire, a rocket hit it or something. You know, we would tend to think I got to get back to base and get safe. But that's not really what we should think. We should think what's important now is to get out of this room. So yeah. I'm going to assess the situation. I make it to the hallway. What's important now? One side of it's on fire. Right. So I'm not going to go that way. There's a window at the other end. And you see, if you just keep asking what's important now, what's important now, 
Exactly. That's the same question, guys, as God, what are you doing now? You see, sometimes we think God gives us these huge, big answers about the glory of the Lord filling the earth and the, the kingdom. And, and yeah, that's tr- that's right. But in the moment, though, we're actually going, okay, God, what are you doing now? So when you see that threat, you go, okay, I'm going to be assertive, not passive, not aggressive. I don't interpret this as a threat. I interpret this as a challenge. This is my workout. This is good okay, then is there a missing or broken system that is that is the root of this? Mm. Usually, if there is, like we talked about before, um, that's going to start off with accountability. In other words, there may be a way to handle this situation that this person didn't do, but is there also a breakdown in accountability? Have we let this go many times over a period of time? And when you find an area like that, I just say, take a deep breath, solve the problem however you need to in this moment, and then promise yourself that later today, you're going to go back and you're going to write it out. This is the outcome I'm looking for. This is the standard. This is how we missed the standard. And this is how we can modify the system, including the accountability piece, which means to follow through in the feedback loop so that this problem doesn't happen anymore. And you really work that through on your own as a business leader, and you really think it through, then take it to the person who's responsible for that area for operating that system and go, hey, we had a breakdown this. And again, follow this formula. This is the standard. This is how we missed it. This is our plan. Now, talk to me about this plan. Do you think this can work? And here's my favorite question as a business owner. How can I support you in operating this system? Instead of you did it wrong or, oh no, it's a big problem. There I'm going into kind of panic mode. Nope, nope, nope. I'm going to be a centered, grounded leader and talk about a system solution. Now, that system being formed correctly gives them the best chance to grow in their character and their skill set. So instead of blaming people as the first problem, I always say the biblical approach is to look at the system the people are in. And if that system is somehow not aligned, then let's get that system right first because that's our responsibility as the business owner. That's so good. I love that. Yeah. Those two takeaways, man, where we are going to, if we don't transform our pain, we'll transmit it. And the place to start is by viewing tension as a challenge, not a threat. Dude, and then don't be That's passive, awesome. don't be aggressive, mm-hmm. be assertive. Uh, take the win. What's in what? What's, what's, important, what's important now? now? Those yeah. baby Little steps, bite size. That's yeah, right. And then and then you you just did the paradigm on this is the vision or this is the standard. Yes. This is how we missed it. Whether you're approaching uh, you know, an associate or even a boss or mm-hmm. the boss down to the employee, mm-hmm. this is how we missed it. Uh, and and here's how like how can we discuss how can we get this back in uh, yeah. you know on track? Hey, let's do it. Let's 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 go ahead and end this because we like to keep them to 20 minutes because we're talking to entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs are busy. Yep. Uh, let's yep. end it with an own it or loan it. Yeah. Okay. So can I do it? But I want. <laughs> oh, you had one. Okay. I'll let David do this one. No, but see, I'm setting Eric up for this because okay, uh-oh. own it or loan it. Spartan races. Oh, of course. Of course, I have to own it. Have to own yeah. it. Yeah, okay, now, now, but, but here, I'm going to say loan it, and here's why. Look, Eric's <laughs> already mad at me. He's like, what? No, it's sacrilegious. Okay, be, be assertive, okay, so I'll be, be 47 be this year. Be assertive. Don't um, be <laughs> My last Spartan race, hmm. my, um, my hip is still bothering me, and I still have a scar up my shin from hitting from that the root when I jammed into oh, the mud. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm saying is I prefer, this is just me, I prefer a good hit workout on a bike 
it's less resistance on my hips. A HIT workout is H I I T. High intensity interval training. And I found that if I get too competitive, I'm going to get hurt. <laughs> and that's what I did. My last two Spartan Stay races, I got hurt. So I say loan it. Uh, All right. What do yeah. you say? Oh, I've loaned those races. Not because I don't love the camaraderie. I do love that. And I will do one. Eric, I'll do one with you. But it's mm-hmm. got to be something short. It's got to be something <laughs> that's not too intense because I, I can't. David and I, with that, that pro athlete in us, if I let that animal yeah, out, I'm going to end up hurting myself. No sudden bursts. That yeah. kind of thing. Well, I tell you guys, for, for me, it's, um, it's really a meditation with the Lord, you know, yeah, and if, I I, if we hit it too hard, like you're talking about, it can get, you know, kind of crazy, yeah. but I'm just like, Hey, be, do this obstacle, get through this obstacle, do it safely. Let's push a little bit. But at the end of the day, I want to be able to walk back to the car after the finish line <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and hey, the, next, not... the next morning I want to be able to walk normal. So, uh, yeah, it's all about having a good time. That's right. We're not spring chickens anymore. Well, thank you for listening to Expert Ownership Podcast. Please don't forget to rate and review this bad boy for us and subscribe to this beast. Uh, In the meantime, you guys go get it. Turn that tension into trust. We'll see you next week.